the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into a Friday edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad you're with me as we get set for the weekend, Oklahoma State and Minnesota. We'll get after it tomorrow in Tulsa at the BOK Center. So if you're in Tulsa, make sure you head out and support Mike Boynton and the Cowboys. Should be a good game against a Minnesota team coming off a victory over number three in the country, Ohio State. Minnesota has played quite the tough schedule so far. So they are 5-5, five and five, but they're a good basketball team that will present uh, a big-time challenge for Oklahoma State and Mike Boynton. I want to remind everybody, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. And you can follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell, at Locked On Pokes. Send me all your thoughts on recruiting, on the bowl game, on Oklahoma State basketball, anything that's on your mind, send it my way, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. All right, if you listened yesterday, you know I told you that, that today I really wanted to dive in to kind of the team recruiting rankings and try to bring some context to the team recruiting rankings because every year there are some people who act like the sky is falling in Stillwater because the Cowboys once again do not have a top 10 recruiting class. Um, and you you know, some people will tell you, well, I, I just, I just think top 30, I, I mean, they should be in the top 25. I don't think I'm being unrealistic and you know, sure. If you're of that opinion, that's fine. But let, let me just break down for you, um, kind of how these recruiting rankings work and what is in my opinion, a, uh, a marginal difference from 25 to 40 whenever it comes to team recruiting rankings. First off, five stars. Um, there's no point in Oklahoma State going after five stars. There's just not. Four stars, sure. Occasionally, you can land some four stars. Going after five stars is a lost cause. You're wasting your time. You can be spending your smallest recruiting budget in the Big 12 elsewhere. Because let's keep that in mind, again, that Oklahoma State has the smallest recruiting bu- budget in the Big 12 as of the last publishing of the recruiting budget, which was a year ago. Um, So you can spend your very limited resources for recruiting elsewhere, not on five-star guys. I think people think that there are just a lot of five-star guys out there, and you you should just go get some. I mean, they're they're everywhere. There's five-star guys all over the place. No, there's a handful of these guys. Clemson got six, Bama got three, Ohio State two, Georgia two, LSU two, and then it gets real slim pickings. So how many is that that I just named? 15 right there between the top five recruiting classes in the country. Um, Clemson, three SEC schools, Bama, Georgia, and LSU, and Ohio State. Uh, 15 five-star recruits between those five schools. Let's see if we can get to 15 five-stars currently committed to every other school in college football. One for A&M, one for Auburn. That's two more. Texas got one. That's three. Notre Dame got two. That's five. Washington won, South Carolina won, that's seven. Oregon got two, that's nine. Maryland got one, they stole them right from underneath LSU. Uh, Look out for Maryland on probation here in a couple years, by the way. It got a little weird with Maryland uh, on on Wednesday. So we're at ten now. 
Let's keep scrolling. Zero, zero, zero. Arkansas didn't get any. UCF didn't get any. Nope. None for Arizona. Let's keep scrolling. Zero, 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 zero. What about 79th ranked recruiting class USC? Yep, that's right. Zero for USC sitting at 79 in recruiting rankings this year. So the top five schools in the country in recruiting, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, those five schools got 15 five stars. The rest of the country currently today has 10, 10. So if someone tells you Oklahoma State should be going after five stars, they're lying to you. That's foolish. And it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. You've got the smallest recruiting budget in the Big 12. Do not waste your time, your money, your resources chasing after five stars who are not coming to Stillwater. Let's talk about four stars because this is where there is certainly an argument to be made that um, Oklahoma State could pull in more of these guys. Oklahoma State, one four-star recruit this year. One, Shane Ellingworth quarterback out of California. If you're going to have a four-star, you want it to be the QB, but you'd like to throw maybe one offensive lineman in there. Maybe you could get one four-star guy in the secondary in there, a couple more four-star guys. So let's take a look at the four-stars, keeping in mind once again that Oklahoma State, uh, as of last publishing, has the smallest recruiting budget in the Big 12. Guys at the top, of course, we know what that's going to look like. 11 four-stars for Clemson, 19 for Bama, 14 for Ohio State, 14 for Georgia, 13 for LSU ton of four stars up there high and even as we get through the top probably 10 to 15 recruiting classes in the country bunch of four stars 12 for a&m 13 for auburn 16 for florida texas 12 ou 14 notre dame 7 michigan 13 so still a lot of four stars we get outside the top 20 and and those numbers start to dwindle florida state sits at 21 nine four stars stanford seven four stars. And then we get into the Kentuckys, the Mississippi States, the Wisconsins of the world. Maryland. Maryland has one four-star. Wisconsin, four four-stars. TCU has five four-stars. TCU has put a pretty nice class together this year. UCLA, two four-stars. And then you get down to, to the mid-30s. Cal has one. Colorado has two. West Virginia has one. Louisville has zero. Oklahoma State has one. Let's compare the Cowboys to other schools in the Big 12. How about that? Let's stay in our area here. TCU, like I said, has five. They're at 29 uh, in the recruiting rankings. West Virginia, they've got one. Oklahoma State has one. Iowa State has one. Texas Tech has one. Kansas, zero. Kansas State, zero. Baylor has two. Baylor, mind you, comes in at 52 in recruiting rankings currently, partially because they only have 15 commits in the class, but nevertheless, they are at 52. So, Oklahoma State, uh, the only school that you could really have a gripe that they did not do what they were supposed to do to keep up in the Big 12 is TCU. That, that's the only argument you could have for a school that Oklahoma State has been better than who out-recruited them substantially this year. Because we're not talking about OU in Texas. We're not talking about recruiting with OU in Texas. That's If you think Oklahoma State should be recruiting with OU in Texas – and getting as good a classes as those two schools, I would love for you to tweet me and tell me why. I don't even have a theory as to why you might think that. So if you do think that, please tweet me and let me know what 
misunderstanding of how college football operates led you to that opinion. Um, you know, I'm not going to roast you on Twitter or anything. Obviously, I, I disagree, but uh, you can tweet me and let me know uh, why you have that opinion, if you have that opinion. Texas, ninth-ranked recruiting class in the country. OU, 10th-ranked recruiting class in the country. Other than that, TCU is the only school in the Big 12 uh, who you could say, you know what, I think they did a pretty good job recruiting this year. 15 commits for TCU, five of those four stars, 88.59 overall is their uh, is their player ranking, which if you were to actually do this by average player ranking, that would put them somewhere closer to the 20 or 21 range as opposed to 29. Because again, the way all this stuff is added up goes by total points and how many commits you have and all that stuff. Um, so, so that can kind of vary uh, whenever you look at somebody like TCU who doesn't have as many commits, but has a higher average player rating uh, as we get into this. Uh, why don't I take a break, come back on the other side, give you a few more of my thoughts uh, before we talk about the Oklahoma State-Minnesota game tomorrow at the BOK Center in Tulsa. want to remind everyone, if you're listening on Spotify, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live, and you can tag the specific Locked On show that you've listened to the most, whether it's myself, John Hoover, Brady Trantham, all part of the Locked On family here in the state of Oklahoma. Tag us on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. All right, going to take a break, come back on the other side. Going to talk a little bit more about recruiting before I get on to tomorrow's game between Oklahoma State and Minnesota. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Rolling along here on a Friday on Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. I don't expect everyone to see eye to eye with me whenever it comes to recruiting in college football. Whether you do, whether you don't, I want to hear from you on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, All right. After the next break, we're going to talk about Oklahoma State basketball and uh, take a peek at the bowl games coming up this weekend. Some bowl games actually getting underway this afternoon, and then a full slate of bowl games tomorrow. Uh, it's already December 20th. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like bowl season yet. Probably, I think it's maybe the conference championship games were later this year, so there's only two weeks between when you know college football season kind of ended, and now it's bowl season, and Oklahoma State plays in a week, which... Doesn't feel like it's here yet, uh, and we're going to have Christmas next week, so there will be a day that I, that I won't do a show. So it, it's all just getting on us very quickly, uh, but I like it. College football is phenomenal, uh, and it's, it's really kind of sad that it's almost over is what's sad, but uh, it happens every year, and somehow we survive for nine months until we get more college football, eight months, whatever it is. Uh, somehow we manage to survive. So uh, on today's show, I'm bringing context to recruiting rankings. So in that first segment, we talked about uh, you know five stars and four stars, what that looks like, how it impacts the ratings. Now I want to go through here, because again, if you are uh, upset that TCU was able to land five four-star guys and Oklahoma State was only able to land one four-star guys, okay, I, I kind of get it. TCU brought in what looks like a significantly better class than Oklahoma State, and these are two programs that have pretty much uh, been lockstep whenever it comes to success over the last decade. You could probably say a little more consistent success for Oklahoma State. TCU's uh, down years seems like have been a little more down than Oklahoma State's, but pretty pretty consistent uh, between those two schools. But I want to look at some of the other schools who fall in and around and a little bit higher than Oklahoma State in the recruiting rankings. 
And let's start all the way up in the teens. At number 15, recruiting out of the SEC, the Tennessee Volunteers at number 15 with 12 four-star recruits and 10 three-star recruits. 88.88 is the overall ranking for Tennessee. South Carolina's at 16. Miami's at 17. Seven four-stars for South Carolina and a five-star. 11 four-stars for Miami. No five-stars. So this is the question that I would pose to, to you all who are upset about recruiting. Over the next four to five years, whose program is in a better position to have success? Is it Oklahoma State's? Is it Tennessee's? Is it South Carolina's? Or is it Miami? Which of those four programs is in a better position to have success over the next four to five years? I would, I would argue that it is Oklahoma State's. I would strongly argue that Oklahoma State is set up to have more success over the next four to five years than Tennessee, South Carolina, or Miami, who rank 15, 16, and 17 in the country. And do you know why? Because Oklahoma State's had more stability than those schools. Oklahoma State's had a good head coach for a long time that, by the way, one of those schools has tried to poach three, four, five times. Oklahoma State has been able to consistently win over the last decade plus with one to two, maybe three in a good year, four stars, and a slew of three stars. Everyone, look, I know everyone wants to recruit better. I get that. But the point I'm making with this illustration, looking at these schools, 15, 16, 17, Tennessee, South Carolina, Miami, is that recruiting is a piece of the puzzle. It is not the puzzle. There is so much more that goes into winning in college football than just what happened on Wednesday. Now, the difference between Oklahoma State at 40 and LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, the difference between Oklahoma State to the top five is monumental. It is night and day. Oklahoma State will not, in the next half decade, belong anywhere near the same football stadium as Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, or LSU. That's the reality. That's college football. It is what it is. Not designed for parity. The best get better. That's how college football works. So Oklahoma State will not belong on the same field with any of those teams that I just mentioned. But what about, uh, what about Washington? What about North Carolina, who comes in at 19? Do, do you honestly believe that the gap between the talent North Carolina brought in on Wednesday and the talent that Oklahoma State brought in on Wednesday is so significant that Oklahoma State will not have a better football program over the next four to five years than North Carolina? Do you think that the gap in talent between Kentucky and their recruiting class at 23 and Oklahoma State's recruiting class at 40 is so significant that Oklahoma State shouldn't bother stepping on the field with Kentucky? Not even that they shouldn't bother stepping on the field, that Oklahoma State, three years from now, won't be a touchdown favorite on a neutral side over Kentucky? Of course they will. Because Oklahoma State's a better program with a better coach who develops its players better than Kentucky. You know how I know? Because I've seen it over the last decade. I've seen it over the last decade. Mississippi State, the 25th ranked recruiting class in the country. Mississippi State's in the SEC. Get a little better players than Oklahoma State. Is that margin so great that those two teams didn't step on the field in Houston five years ago when Dak Prescott, who, who now leads the NFL in passing, was the quarterback for Mississippi State? 
And the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, held Mississippi State to three points and won that game easily? I mean, is the talent discrepancy so large between Oklahoma State and UCLA, who comes in at 28 this year? What about Utah at 32? You think people in Utah are clamoring for Kyle Whittingham to take the next step? You think they're wanting Kyle Whittingham's head on a stake because they didn't beat Oregon and make the playoff, and now they come in 32 in recruiting? You think Utah fans are storming around, stomping their feet, waving their arms, wondering why they didn't out-recruit Auburn this year? Minnesota at 33. Arizona State at 36. Colorado at 35. A Colorado team that Oklahoma State destroyed in a bowl game a couple years ago. Northwestern at 38. I'm naming a bunch of programs who aren't as good as Oklahoma State. Louisville at 39. They were good when they had Lamar Jackson. They were good with Lamar. And now they're just another team. And actually, they, they haven't even been that good. Without Lamar this past season, they were kind of a disaster. And then Oklahoma State falls in at 40. Three spots below West Virginia, three spots ahead of Iowa State. Oklahoma State, in the Big 12, is going to have comparable talent to everyone else in the conference except Texas and Oklahoma. That's the reality. Every year, Oklahoma State has comparable talent to to seven other teams in the Big 12 conference, and Oklahoma State, just about every year, outperforms five or six of those. And Oklahoma State, every year, almost every year, Every year, without fail, outperforms Texas. Every year. So again, if you're upset about recruiting, I get it. It would be great if Oklahoma State had the 15th ranked recruiting class in the country. Because if you took what is clearly a better staff, better player development, and a better overall program in Oklahoma State, and you gave them the talent that's at 15 with Tennessee, which has had inconsistent head coaches, has not developed its players, and has kind of been a train wreck over the last 10 years, then maybe you could see uh, an Oklahoma State team doing even more. But with the worst recruiting budget in the Big 12 Conference, Oklahoma State matches talent with everyone in the conference except Oklahoma and Texas, consistently outperforms Texas, and is right there with everyone else in the conference. So the point I'm making is that recruiting is a piece of the puzzle. It is not the whole puzzle. There's more that goes into it. And while Oklahoma State, I will admit, is not – as good at recruiting as some of the other Power 5 schools around them. You know, Tennessee, South Carolina, Miami, North Carolina, Stanford, these schools who rank higher in recruiting. Oklahoma State, not as good at recruiting as those other schools, but I bet those other schools would like to have a lot of other things that Oklahoma State has. Rob Glass, Charlie Dickey, Mike Gundy. You take that staff, you put it at Tennessee. Tennessee's tried to come get that staff. For a decade, Tennessee's been trying to steal your staff. And Tennessee's still getting better players than you are, and they're still having less success. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole puzzle. I want to remind everyone, you're doing some last-minute Christmas shopping, head over to breakingt.com slash locked on. Breaking T, just the letter T, dot com slash locked on. Breaking T makes sports T-shirts around teams' passion moments. It's great for all fans. Go to breakingt.com slash locked on, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. All right, enough about recruiting for the day. Taking a break, coming back. We'll talk about this weekend's bowl games, if there's any good games to keep an eye on today or tomorrow. Also, Oklahoma State and Minnesota tomorrow at the BOK Center. Should be a great test for Mike Boynton and the Cowboys. That's coming up next here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Welcome back, everybody. Wrapping up here on a Friday. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Send me all your thoughts on recruiting, on the bowl season. What are you excited for? Uh, what is a clunker, if you will? A lot of clunkers over the next couple days. Why don't we go ahead and just knock the bowl games out, and then we'll talk about Oklahoma State and Minnesota. Bowls get underway uh, later this afternoon. Uh, I know you listen to this at various times throughout the day, so uh, I'm recording this at about 9.30 this morning, this Friday morning. So this afternoon, Buffalo and Charlotte in the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Oh, man, Buffalo and Charlotte. Uh, on second thought, I think I'll go play golf this afternoon. Buffalo, six-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Tonight, Utah State and Kent State. Uh, okay, y'all have fun watching Utah State and Kent State. Utah State, a six-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Tomorrow, there will actually be uh, a little bit better bowl game. Central Michigan and San Diego State at 1 o'clock. That could be decent. Liberty and Georgia Southern, no thanks. SMU and Florida Atlantic. Pretty decent bowl game. SMU a three-point favorite in that one in the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. Florida International and Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl. No real interest there. At 6.30 p.m. is the best bowl game of the week. Pardon me, the best bowl game of the weekend. It's Boise State at Washington. Not Boise State at Washington. Boise State and Washington in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. Washington a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. So that game will certainly be worth watching. And then tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, 17-point spread between Appalachian State and UAB. And then Monday, we'll have more games as we get to rolling in through next week. One game Monday, one game Tuesday, a couple games Thursday, and then we really get into a full slate of bowl games next Friday. That, of course, is when Oklahoma State and Texas A&M will play at 545 on ESPN. North Carolina Temple will be that same day. Michigan Wake Forest, USC Iowa in the Holiday Bowl, and Air Force and Washington State in the Cheez-It Bowl. Those are all that same Friday, a uh, week from today that Oklahoma State plays. And then Saturday, of course, will be the college football playoff, uh, the Cotton Bowl, the Camping World Bowl, all that good stuff. So a lot of good bowl games coming up next week. Uh, and the bowl season gets underway this afternoon. So if you're in a bowl pool, I guess, if you go through and you pick all the bowl games, you might have some interest in Buffalo Charlotte, Utah State, Kent State uh, this afternoon and this evening. So I, uh, I'm not in any bowl pools this year. I, I used to do a lot of bowl pools. I've, I've kind of gotten away from it. Um, I, on a Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock, don't really want to be forced to care about a crap bowl game between Buffalo and Charlotte. Uh, so I'm not going to. I'm going to go golfing this afternoon, uh, and I'm not going to watch Buffalo and Charlotte. But if you're in a bowl pool, enjoy your bowl weekend uh, with, with some of these great games that we have on tap this weekend. Um, all right, Oklahoma State has a big game tomorrow against Minnesota. And Minnesota currently sits at 5-5 five and five on the season. They're 1-1 one and one in conference play. They've already played Iowa and Ohio State in the Big Ten. Now, a five 5-5 and five Minnesota team, you might think, okay, 5-5, five and five, uh, they're very average. Oklahoma State should go take care of business tomorrow in Tulsa. You would love for that to be the case. Minnesota's a good basketball team. Minnesota just uh, beat down the number three team in the country, Ohio State. That was the last game Minnesota played. Uh, it was this past Sunday. Minnesota beat them 84-71. to uh, I mean, it was really uh, a, a beatdown from the Golden Gophers. Uh Carr had 35 points in that game, 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. Marcus 
Carr, a six foot two, hundred ninety five pound sophomore, averaging fifteen point two points per game on the season. Uh, so he was phenomenal in that game on Sunday, and they took down Ohio State eighty four to seventy one. The guys to watch out for for Minnesota. I mentioned Marcus Carr. He is a shooter, shoots at thirty one percent from beyond the arc, but that is uh, you know he shoots volume from back there. But the big guy is Daniel Oturu, who will be matched up with Yorane. Yorane is going to have to do a good job staying out of foul trouble in a big-time matchup. Uh, Oturu averages 17.6 points, 11.2 rebounds, and 3.4 blocks per game. He does it on 63.4% from the floor, and he's a 66% free throw shooter. So that uh, that's going to be quite the matchup for Yorane. If Yor can stay out of foul trouble, then I think, okay, we're, we're maybe in business here. Oklahoma State has a chance. If Yorane can play 30 minutes in tomorrow's game, that certainly gives Oklahoma State a better chance. I don't know if he can. We'll see how he handles Oturu down inside. Marcus Carr, I mentioned, also averages in double figures, 15.2 points per game. Gabe Kalshur, 11.2 points per game. And then Peyton Willis, 11 points per game. Peyton Willis has attempted 71 threes on this young season, and he's made 38% of them. So that's somebody to certainly watch out for from beyond the arc. For Mike Boynton and Oklahoma State, I would say plan as if uh, Isaac likely will not be there for the Cowboys. Uh, if something's broke with him, I, I haven't seen it. As far as I know, he's not going to be out there. So Oklahoma State going to have to get it done once again without likely. Uh, the first two trips without Isaac likely, not great. Both home games against Georgetown and Wichita State. Oklahoma State gives up 80 both times and loses both of those games. But then a good performance on Sunday against Houston. D. Mitchell, the former walk-on, was part of the tryouts last year. He got the start instead of Chris Harris, and Oklahoma State won that game 61-55 to after having a huge lead and then nearly squandering it. So, uh, you know, this game is not in Gallagher-Iba, which one might even say bodes well for Oklahoma State, considering their record at and away from Gallagher-Iba this season. Uh, but this will be a really good game between Oklahoma State and Minnesota. Uh, this game tomorrow is at 4.30 on ESPN2. So make sure you tune in. ESPN2, watch Lindy Waters, Thomas Tazagua, Yorane, Cam McGriff, uh, all those guys. D. Mitchell try to get it done against a good Minnesota squad coming off a win over the number three team in the country. Uh, also, interestingly enough, this is just kind of a fun fact, Minnesota's head basketball coach, didn't know this until I looked it up today, Richard Patino. Yeah, if that sounds familiar, he is the son of Rick Patino. He will be in the building tomorrow again. That game's at the BOK Center in Tulsa. If you're in Tulsa, don't get to Stillwater very often. Tomorrow's the perfect day. All you're going to be missing is some crap bowl game. Go to Oklahoma State and Minnesota at the BOK Center. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being with me this week. I am back on Monday. We'll have a Christmas week of shows uh, as we get ready for Oklahoma State and Texas A&M next week in the Texas Bowl. Uh, maybe... The last time we see Chuba Hubbard as a cowboy. We'll talk about all that next week here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.